Captains. It's Cam Lynch here, accompanied by Whitney Holtzman. Hey, Whitney, how you doing? Hey, Cam, I'm great. We're back again in the same place, which always makes me happy, this time on the other coast where we're going to live forever in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> yeah, Tampa, Florida, where the taxes are great. And uh, we have a great guest on here today. Whitney, I would like you to introduce your, the guest here today because I think it's a, a special lane that we're going to speak about, and um, I would love to throw the lob to you today. Yeah, absolutely. So we're lucky enough to have Carolyn Smith-Jones on, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and, and and tell her story of how she got to this point and everything that she's doing. But Carolyn and I were lucky enough to meet through Wise Women in Sports and Entertainment, uh, Tampa Bay, and we were at an event at Amelie Arena, the Lightning's Arena. Lightning. Um, I know how much you love hockey. Yes. I probably <laughs> want to jump in with some hockey tips at this moment. Yeah. Um, but we were all sitting around the table, and Carolyn opened up and told her story, and she you know, has already accomplished so much but was so generous, gave me her card. We went to lunch, and we've been friends ever since. Um, and, you know, it's it's great for all the people in my life who love each other or who I love for them to get to meet each other. And that's what happened today. And so this moment makes me really happy because Carolyn's been able to help you with some PR opportunities. And it's just nice when all of the forces are able to combine. So Carolyn, I'm going to pass the ball to you. Um, yeah. You know, I know you your background is in basketball, so take it away. <laughs> yeah. So thank you both for having me. Um, perfect name with the energy captains because both of your energy is absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, a little bit about my background. I started, um, I am six foot two. I know you can't see me, but I am, um, I'm tall. I yeah. play basketball. I am. Are you taller than Cam? Yeah. I think so. I got my, fr- I got my yeah. fro, so I, it makes me six <laughs> one, but I think so. You heard I was bit. coming, so he, yeah. He, yeah well, he's, he's turning a year older shortly on August 4th. And yeah. so. You might grow. Yeah, he bit. might grow uh, to be six know. two. So. <laughs> so I did originally was in um, Gainesville for basketball and um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I suffered two grade one concussions oh, wow. in basketball and I uh, was going to give it up, but I'm not a quitter. Oh, yeah. So I kept going. I got a call from UNF in Jacksonville. It was a great decision. I went and uh, finished out my career there. We made it to the lead eight national championships. And uh, so in the hall of fame at hey. University of North Florida, thank nice. you. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> All the hand class Hall of Famer here, Carolyn Smith-Jones. Thank you. (laughs) So um, I studied communications and PR. I thought I wanted to be the next Aaron Andrews. Um, Love my Aaron Andrews. I ended up going into Fox Sports, so I did on-air radio, the Real Deal show with Tom McManus, Dave Wydell, um, former NFL players, and kind of did a little bit of sideline TV interviews, covered the Bucks training camp. Um, My claim to fame there was I was – had a great interview with Keyshawn Johnson and um, Warren Sapp, not one of my favorites. <laughs> Came right through and kind of pushed, pushed the mic out of my hand because he didn't have a good practice and it ruined the interview. Oh, so wow. thank not you, your Sapp. fault. Thank you, Sapp, not for that. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't use that on the reel. It's a bummer you and Cam didn't work at Fox Sports at the same time because you guys could have been co-anchors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. We awesome. had to make that happen. So um, did the radio TV thing for a while, and uh, I found that I just love being behind the scenes more. I've always had a huge heart. I love helping people. So it was kind of weird for me to be in the spotlight all the time, and um, I just found that my love was more always to help people and be behind the scenes. So I kind of fell into starting. That's where kind of my story will pick up. Um, I started to really help a lot of um, different athletes. Being 6'2", as you can imagine, anytime I go out, the NBA, NFL guys, I start hitting off with them, turned into me kind of helping them with more PR management. And um, that's where we can kind of, I guess, dive into backtracking seven years, um, Uh, going into a little bit about my story. So mm -hmm. maybe more so 
kind of the um, darker years of my life. Um, I met my ex-husband, um, was a professional athlete, and um, life was good. Uh, as you can imagine, being in sports cam, you know, yeah. it's kind of the, and Whitney, the Hollywood lifestyle, I always say, I feel like I was living a Hollywood stage set. There was glitz and glamour and excitement on the outside, but it was very hollow, cold, and empty yeah. inside the house. Yeah. Did you and, tell people at that time, or did it just seem like life was great? Um, well, you know, and that's one thing that I'd like to kind of get into is it was, um, you know, I think as I get into the story, um, going into mental and physical abuse, um, a lot of women and men, um, they hide it. And that's one thing of advice getting into this that I would start to, um, really say is you can't hide it and you have to talk about it. So, um, Met my ex-husband, began kind of managing his career. It was fun. And um, so fast track five years. Um, I was, uh, it was a stormy, rainy night. And I'd kind of finally gotten tired of all the abuse, mental, physical, um, you know, adultery, cheating. And um, I found myself going to, at that time, I'd gotten into the hotel business with Hilton and Starwood Hotels. And... um, I found myself in my office beating my head on my desk and crying and saying, I want to die. And um, as you can imagine, I am one of the most, you can ask anyone, you can look at my social media presence, my online. I'm very um, philanthropic. I'm a very strong Christian. I've always been, you know, the positive ball of sunshine that walks in the room. Mm -hmm. And here I am literally wanting in my life because of the abuse and what I had turned into through my husband at the time. And that's when I finally cried out for help, and I called my sister. And as soon as I called her crying, she said, thank God, get here now, because she knew. And my whole family had basically known the whole time, hiding bruises, saying that I had fallen. And um, so I finally, through their support from finally crying out, I um, I had ran, and I began to um, come up with an exit strategy to leave. He was always on the road as an athlete, right? Yeah. And um so when I finally had the courage to leave, I found out I was pregnant. Wow. wow. And um, so, of course, as anyone would tell you that has been in that kind of situation, being brainwashed and mentally, physically abused, you um, it's very scary. So I unfortunately put my parents, my sister, they all thought I was gone for good. And I went back, and he kind of got me back in. So I went back. And then um, fast forward, a very very, very hard um, pregnancy because it was still abusive going on. And I had cut now my family and friends out of my life because that's what he wanted if I was going to stay with him. And um, so now it's seven months pregnant. And um, I'm, again, strong Christian. I was pretty much on my knees at that point saying, God, show me the what I need to do. I don't want to stay in this. It's I can't. Now it's to the point where I, I'm almost delivering. And um, I went through the phone and I found the whole second life. Um, many other people, including women and women that work for me, um, found several other people involved. So I finally had the evidence to run like hell. So that's what I did. I got in my white Dodge Challenger mm-hmm. and I, um, and by second life, you mean he, the cheating? Many other women. Yeah. Uh, many, oh, many man. other women. And then I finally found the, the, um, other side of the personality where I knew, okay, there's some mental illnesses seriously going on because I had no idea who this person was. It yeah. was not who I thought was my husband. 
and you were saying after the concussions and after the different things with, with what he was doing, his profession, that's what kind of changed him and morphed him into somebody you didn't recognize? Yeah. So to mm-hmm. talk about what happened from the man that I was with, I mean, of course, I didn't start and fall in love with this abusive man. Um, it was, you know, through the time of in the professional sports, watching him literally concussion after concussion, being in ER with him and then having supposed to be, you know, out of the ring, off the field for a certain amount of time, going back and going back and just taking more and more blows to the head. And I am a big advocate for mental mental illness awareness and concussions because I saw literally turned him into another person. And that's where, um, you know, we had talked about this before the show. I kind of my ultimatum at the end before having the baby was you have to get diagnosed. I need to know you need to know if this is if you're going to be able to fix this, fix this, and that's where the diagnosis was: um, schizophrenia, bipolar, manic depressive. Wow! And um, that's that. I mean, that's crazy for me because I know some of my teammates from college and just now as well who I can see those symptoms, right? Like being around them, having the concussions, and then going back into games when they're not supposed to. Um, them having outbursts, or it's like when you tell that story. Like I don't think I told you this beforehand, but like I can I see it in some of my teammates, and it's and it's kind of scary. And I think as males, we would think we're macho and tough. Like oh no, we're not going to get help, no therapy for us. But it could be big, and it could save our life and somebody else's life as well. I hope, and Cam, I hope that you will be, you know, an advocate to you know pull these guys aside. You know, I know that's not easy, and I know especially with guys, it's like I'm not I'm not the crazy person. I'm not going to a therapist. But that's where it starts. If you feel like, you know, even for your listeners out there, if they have a friend, a family member in sports, athletes, like if you're struggling with this and you don't know what it is, you know that you're changing and your anger and maybe you're doing it to someone in the relationship, go talk to a therapist and do some tests. Because yeah. especially anyone that has been an athlete, male, female, um, again, I talk about suffering grade one concussions where there's bleeding and bruising in the brain and I still suffer post-concussion syndrome. Wow. And migraines. And <clears throat> so it's um, it's very scary and it's real. Yeah. Were so. you afraid at any point that you weren't going to be able to get away from him? Oh, of course. Yeah. I um, <clears throat> So when um, – and, and it, it did become – you know, it was a dangerous situation. I um, – at that point when mentioning when I finally found the phone and that's when I knew, okay, I need the evidence so now I can go to an attorney. I literally woke up the next morning – I went to a friend's house that he didn't know where she lived, so I wasn't, I couldn't be found. I went to an attorney, and we had all the evidence, so I, I started to pursue the, the divorce and everything I needed to do at that point to protect myself and my son. Mm. And um, so it was two weeks before I delivered. I oh. thought I was going to deliver any day, and I had been in and out of the hospital because it was just so much stress and trauma. And um, so two weeks before I delivered, they had finalized the divorce and at that point I made the decision to just move forward by myself um, to protect myself and my son and then I just kind of was going to leave it in God's hands that if he came back and wanted anything to do with um, with his son so um, you know it was the darkest years of my life it was at you know seven months pregnant I and you left, moved back home with your parents, I did right? I left the beautiful condo on the water the sports cars I Got rid of everything because, and all the credit cards of his were in my name. So I took on about 25000 in debt. Whoa. And uh, I had to leave my job because, again, one of the many women were there as well. And I couldn't <laughs> deal oh, with man. that. Wow. Um, so, um, yeah, my parents lived out in 
beautiful Zephyr Hills, Florida. <laughs> and here I am in sports entertainment, right? Um, mm-hmm. Hanging out with celebrities and living the entertainment lifestyle. And, you know, I had to walk away from it to protect my life and my son. And we moved into my parents' very small guest room, um, probably 500 square feet. Wow. And um, I had the baby, my beautiful Isaiah Alexander. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, that's when it, God just turned the darkest years into the brightest time in my life. You know, that was then my why. And that's where um, in that guest room, because now I have my child and I have myself as a single mom. And I had about a couple more checks left. And then it was, you know, what am I going to do next? And I knew that God had always given me the talents to help people. I love sports and entertainment. So just because he ruined that, I wasn't going to not be involved. And instead of being behind and being behind the scenes in, in his life for all those years, I said, you know what, I'm going to do this up for myself and I'm going to start a company in sports and entertainment and I'm going to keep helping people in the sports and entertainment world. And that's where seven was birthed. And um, so the number seven of my company comes from both biblically is um, the number seven is spiritual perfection. And uh, game seven in pro sports, you laid online to win the championship game and game seven. So you combine those both personally and professionally, and that's where seven was birthed. And um, in my first year of that spare room, I grew my company to two staff members and uh, close to a quarter million in wow. sales. And uh, I just gave it everything I had. I would lie to clients that I was meeting with when I'd have to push Isaiah in with me to meetings when I was producing events at Disney World and I'd have to say, I apologize, my babysitter called out, but really there was no babysitter because I had no money. Wow. <laughs> and my parents both worked. So Isaiah was pretty much on my on my back and in a stroller, um, and it was just constant whatever I had to do and say to get through and to make money and work all night, work through the nights, and that's what I did. And here we are now um, going into seven years later. Wow. I truly cry every time I hear your story because it's just so unbelievable what you went through and how brave and strong you are. And in every category, you were at rock bottom, and it's the definition of a transition time. I mean, it kind of makes just between football jobs not look so bad after all. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting motivation from it really because, like you said, you like he put you in so much debt, like personally, physically, and spiritually. You know what I mean? So the fact that you can rise up out of that, that just speaks volumes and there's, you know, sometimes when you think your situation is bad, right, like you have to really open your eyes up and take other people's stories for um, what they are. And your story is is very deep. And that just motivates me really to let my teammates know and myself know, like, hey, we have to do better, right? We know better from your story and we have to do better as well as men as and as athletes, too. So, wow, that's 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 awesome. And we don't know who might be listening, who's going through something something similar and hasn't spoken out yet. What do you tell people about what made you finally decide to leave? Because obviously there were a number of times that you went back, which is totally understandable. You were pregnant and you were married to this person. What was the impetus that really gave you the strength to get out? And what advice do you have for someone else who might be stuck in that situation? I always say there's a couple of red flags. Number one, if you fail yourself starting to isolate yourself, not wanting to be around your family and friends as much because the other person's changing you. And this can go for men and women because I know a lot of guys too that are in crappy um, uh, relationships where the, where the woman's controlling as well. But for both sides, if you start feeling like, you know what, there's more fighting, then there's happiness, there's more fear, um, lack of trust where you're just not sleeping at night because you just don't have peace in that relationship. Guess what? Life's too short. 
It is way too short and you have to get out. And, you know, I know it sucks being alone. Believe me, I did it for almost four years and I was, I had no trust. I, I mean, especially after that, I thought I knew the man I was living with and <laughs> having a baby with, and I didn't know who the hell he was at the end. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just, it's really too short and you have to have, everyone deserves a life of peace and happiness. One of my favorite quotes when I do talk to people that may be going through stuff is I always say, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes it's a quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I'll try again tomorrow. So maybe it's not something that you're going to wake up and be able to just leave, but you can start coming up with a game plan, right? Right. You can start if you're that, you know, someone in that relationship or even a job situation. Guys, if you're out there and you have, you know, have gotten cut from contracts or from jobs or you're in jobs that you know isn't you because you don't have sports anymore and, um, you know, it's it's all about coming up with a plan. I didn't know what that plan was at first, but I knew a couple things. I know I needed to stay in the word and in church. I knew that I had to surround myself with happy, positive people. So whoever that were not the ones that were going to gossip and talk crap about him and show me all the crap that he's doing online. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. I don't want to see anything. But surround yourself with positive, uplifting people. And then, you know, just study yourself in your life. Are you really happy and at peace? Or are you having more days that suck and you're worried about what they're doing, you know, get out mm-hmm. and, and take the steps that you have to. Yeah. And you discuss your sister helping you through who were some other positive people that are like, man, like, thank you for helping me through the situation. Do you, can you, you know, describe those people and how, how did they affect your life at that moment? Yeah, I would say, you know, I have a best friends that I've grown up with Renee and Jennifer, um, another really close friend, Leanne, and then my mom and dad, they were just so supportive, whatever I needed. But they, I think the best things that they, they did was they just listened and they just constantly, you know, they'd bring me sweet cards and, you know, every day they'd come over to help with the baby. Sometimes they would just come and hold the baby so that I could go in the room and cry by myself, you know, wow. so I could just get out and work out again and, and learn myself again. Yeah. And so sometimes that's when, sometimes it's hard for people that haven't truly been through shit in life yeah. <laughs> and... Um, so you may not know what to do, but sometimes, you know, you always hear it's really just being there to say, Hey, can I like, can, if you have, if they have kids, you know, can I just take, let me just take the kid for, don't worry, like go do this, go get your nails done, go do something, you know, bring them, bring them a meal. Yeah. Take them out somewhere, you know, fun, not to a bar, you know, but, (laughs) um, so, you know, it's, it's really just knowing that they're there and sometimes you kind of have to force them because I would always say, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But you know, they'd show up and, and you know, it almost just imposed to make me <laughs> get out and do it. Yeah. One thing I've learned in life is I don't really pay attention to people's words as much anymore. I think their actions define who they are. And that's how you really get to know someone's character. Yeah. hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Th- that's great advice for me too, because sometimes as men, we don't, we don't look too much deeper, right? Like somebody's like, Oh, I'm cool. Like, Oh, the guy's like, Oh yeah, I'm good. And we'll just keep it pushing. But that's great advice for me just later on in the future, you know, in the future, one of my, one of my buddies from college, he, he's kind of, he's kind of distant from us as, as, as a friend group. And we're always like, yeah, let, let's just go pull up on him. Let's go see how he's doing. But we know he's not doing well at all. So yeah. like, you know, just having this conversation for me is big because like now I know like, I got to pull up on him. I got to make sure yeah. he's okay and take him out to eat or do some things for him that I know his other people won't do because um, just this conversation. So I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. No, yeah. thank you. And hopefully, you know, listeners out there too um, can share this and even just um, sending people motivational quotes 
and messages. Okay. You know, it, people don't realize when you're going through stuff, that doesn't get old. So you can have a day where it's just hard to get up. And I had so many people looking out for me and sending me scripture, or sending me just positive quotes that you can look up, you know, look up a quote on courage, on, you know, motivation and, you know, take a screenshot and send it to them. So okay. even little things like that, that, that can help people. And when you see it, you know, you got to talk to it, talk to people about this, especially when going back to the sports and both professional youth college if you start seeing guys that are struggling with stuff, you know, it's not, you know, you need to say something about, you know, possibly therapy or, you know, this kind of stuff can mess with our minds. You might want to, you know, talk to somebody because you don't want to be unhappy, but you got to speak up. Yeah. And I think really just taking action to do things that, you know, are going to make other people's lives better really goes a long way. Like I've noticed recently I, I call them energy vampires, but, you know, people that, you know, just kind of take up your time and energy. And one question that I found recently that really falls into that category is when people text and say, how are you? And it's a nice gesture, but it really puts the onus on you to have to answer the question, sum up your life. It's hard to do in text. And so sometimes I'll say, tell me about your day or what was the best thing that happened or kind of make it specific or just do something that I know would make my life better. Because I think sometimes we go through the motions of thinking that we're helping other people, but when we reassess is it really in enriching their life and what they need at that moment or are we taking more energy away from them that's so true yeah that's great advice yeah and well, you're very good at that Whitney <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. well I was thinking too you know as you were telling your story when you were in that transition time I mean you know in every category totally rock bottom but you didn't wait for things to happen to you it was kind of like you're the one you've been waiting for and you jump-started the, the healing process and um, started your own business. And that was really a huge thing. It seems like helped get you out of that transition time. And that was something where you had to take the first step and be brave and try something new. I mean, nothing great fell in your lap. You didn't win the lottery. I mean, right. no new guy showed up at the time. There wasn't, you know, I think some people wait for the opportunity to happen to them. And you're an example. You showed you didn't wait. You just jump started the process yourself. Yeah. And sometimes just like, you know, Cam, you're an inspiration. And I think I love that everything that you're doing right now, you're in a hard time. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I've worked around a lot of athletes like that where, you know, they've gotten cut. You can take two out. You can take two roads. You can sit down and be depressed and fall into a darker space or you can wake up every day and just keep going. And, you know, it's and it's not easy, but that's where you have to just dig from within and say, you know what, I'm going to surround myself with good people. I'm going to try to stay as positive I can and take it, as you can probably speak to, take it a day at a time. And that's what I did. I gave it everything I could every day and just move forward. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, just, I mean, you had a, a child like that. <laughs> like, yeah. when I'm going through that, you can't even, I don't think you can put it in the same boat, really, because you have, you know, you have a child that you're, that's just, just born, which is, which is awesome because, you know, that, that can be your light, essentially, when things are dark, like, your child probably going to be a, the reason why where, why you got through. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, the, you know that's that's great in itself. But I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out what what were the things? What was your self dialogue? The thing that you were telling yourself in your mind, right? Like I was saying one I would say one day at a time. But what what were you telling yourself? Why were you going through like these these tremulous times? What were you telling yourself? So, I think a big thing was you always hear if you want to change your life, change your words. And start speaking into existence. And so for me, again, I go back to I'm a strong Christian. So I had a lot of scripture everywhere. I look like the crazy lady. I had it in my mirrors in the bathroom. I had it the first thing I woke up. And I encourage if you guys are going through something at home, 
print this stuff out because out of sight, out of mind. And you can't just keep it in your phone, you know. So I had um, I had encouraging things on the walls and the mirror. So it was always in front of me. Um, a big thing that I did live by, though, is taking everything a day at a time um, and just giving it everything I could. I was I think when you're in that kind of position, it's almost survivor mode, especially with the baby, because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I didn't want to stay in my parents' guest room for long. Um, as much as thank God they helped me. But um, it was, uh, again, just I, I never let myself be alone. And okay. too many people do that, especially with men, too, and athletes. And we're so used to being strong and killing it on the court or field or, um, you know, and, and when it comes to, you know, when game time's over and the lights go out, you know, you start to just kind of be, you know, be alone. And I never let myself be alone because that's when I would I would just – lay down and you know I, I I really I would wake up every morning and say who am I and it's like for as, as accomplished as I was remember I was doing Fox Sports before that I was just named the million dollar baby in Hilton because I was generating over a million in revenue wow. for Hilton hotels this is all while I'm going through this right and after I finally hit the wall and left it was kind of who am I like I was just back to you know I didn't even know who the heck I was so um stay very active, stay around people. Don't, don't be secluded. And that was kind of my thing. I, I always had Joyce Myers or, you know, these, um, different, um, positive Tony Robbins. Um, so I was always playing very motivational, um, podcasts and, and business podcasts and things. So anything to fill my mind with positivity and education and wisdom, that's what I was doing. Praise and worship. Yeah. And I think you mentioned a couple, hit on a couple important topics. The first one being you cannot define yourself by superficial factors because those are temporary. You cannot say, I am a broadcaster. You can say, I am Carolyn, I am Cam Lynch, and this is who I am as a person, and this is what I do. But if you tie yourself to those superficial things, a person, a job, and those end, then your whole foundation really starts to crumble. So that kind of needs to be the icing on the cake of who you are, and you're going to be fine no matter what happens with those changes. And I think also people set artificial deadlines when they feel like transition times need to end. And when they they don't end by that point or it's not fixed, they feel like a failure that they've collapsed. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing really essential about your story is that it took a number of years to build back up. You know, someone who might be in your same shoes could feel like it's been a year, I should have it figured out by then. And that's not necessarily always the answer. Sometimes it takes a number of years. And I think you know, you can do all the right things and put all that into the universe and then it works itself out in time. But if you try to give yourself these deadlines and it doesn't work out, you're going to hurt yourself even more. Yeah, and that's so true. <clears throat> um, and finding good accountability partners and I, a big person I leave out is my therapist. I had a Christian therapist that I saw for a solid year. So I think people don't realize, you, you, know, you know, you don't have to be crazy to think that you need a therapist. I was not by any means. And they even told me, Carolyn, save your money, quit coming. You're just heartbroken at this point. You know, you're just, you don't have, you don't have um, trust. So just stay away from guys right now. But it wasn't that I was crazy. It was that I had unfortunately had somebody that really abused me and, you know, um, brainwashed me. But therapy sometimes is if you don't want it to be your friends or family, it's it's such a great resource. And you don't have to think that you're crazy to go to one. Yeah, yeah. And, and how long did it take you to finally start trusting and you know, now you're, you're, you're married again, uh, another son as well. How did that, how did that take its course? Yeah. Thank God for my KJ. Yeah. Um, it took over four years. Wow. I had, um, 
great thing. I think when you t- think about breakups, you become in, you get into great shape, right? <laughs> so I was looking good. That was finally, I was in the smallest I had ever been and look good, feel good. And that's where, you know, in anywhere you are in life as men or women being single, you know, you always have to, I think, look and feel your best before you can be that for somebody else. So when you're really on top of your game and um, so it was about four years I was, uh, it was me and Isaiah. We were happy. My life was so peaceful. Yeah. I got to do whatever I wanted to do. And after it was fun, I could go out and party. I could have fun and take care of my baby. And um, financially, we were good. And so I um, finally, another girlfriend going back to Cam, mm-hmm. um, talking to Cam. about reaching out to help people. Um, one of my girlfriends who is actually um, L.A., Laura Harris from ABC um, News, she kept messaging me, you need to get out. It's all you and your baby all over Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Bring that baby over here. I'm going to watch him. You get out. Mm-hmm. And she was persistent, like, you need to get out. And I'm like, all right, thank God. What a great friend. So literally the day I got out, I met my now husband. Wow. <laughs> I went to the Bloody Mary Festival in Channel Side where he had a, a shop, um, a retail shop. And I walked in and the rest is history. We um, we hit it off, and he immediately he knew about Isaiah because he followed me on social media, and he wanted to take us out. I was like, "Oh no, you're not coming around my son." Yeah. <laughs> and so we, um, yeah, we started spending a lot of time together. Isaiah and him bonded, and um, it was great. And so now here we are. Um, we got married. Had the dream wedding at the Don Cesar that I always wanted. Oh, nice! And um, we have our sweet baby Major, who yeah. is 16 months. And so now we have Major and Isaiah, and Isaiah is now a Jones as well. Oh, and, congrats. And um, so that's all come full circle, and God literally has had his hands and everything, and it's amazing. And KJ has a football background too, so we're both athletes. And so it's, yeah, it, it took a while, though. It's something you can't rush. You mm-hmm. really can't. You have to let yourself heal, and you also have to be proactive. You can't just sit around and think it's going to happen. You have to take the right steps. You have to read the right books, listen to the right podcast like this, <laughs> listen to <laughs> uplifting podcast and be around uplifting and positive people and um, therapy, church, and you got to work on yourself. Wow. Yeah. And I, I see that your faith is really strong. And I, I saw something with Gary V. Um, he, he put something out recently about just, you know, kids with with confidence issues. Right. And he's like, look, like. With confidence issues, just surround yourself with awesome people, people who can lift you up. And that positivity is kind of wild that you're you're saying the same thing. And I saw this yesterday, mind you, you know. So um, it, it's a theme that's going on. And I think I definitely, you know, with Whitney being here as well, I love coming back to Tampa because it's a positive light, right? You depend, yeah. Whatever I'm going through when it comes to, to football and all that, it's like, oh, Whitney's like, okay, Cam, come to, come to Tampa. We go, to, go on ABC. We get it going. So just like those positive people around you, that, that helps a lot. And I think – that's one thing that I'll take away from this interview and from this podcast really would be positivity and just, you know, I, I'm an injury captain, so <laughs> that runs in my veins, but you can't always be that way, right? Yeah. Like you can't always be on a hundred. And every good coach needs a good coach. Exactly. You have to find, yeah. And sometimes it's hard, Cam, when you are those types of, of people and Whitney, I think all of us in this room, you know, we are the, and you know, that energy captain, we are the, the fun uplifting ones, but you know, we need, we need people to reach out to us too. Yeah. Yeah. Help us. 
Yeah, and, and that, that happened to me too. Actually, we went to went to Mexico with some of my buddies, yeah. and one of my boys, Dan, he was like, "Yo, like you don't seem like yourself. Like you know, usually you're ten out of ten. You're like eight out of ten right now." And I'm like, "Yeah, like it's, things are tough right now, right? Like you're going through some things." And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I understand that, man. Just he always hits me up like, "Yo, stay positive. Yeah, Make sure you're cool. doing your thing." So I always owe that to him. And another story too: when I was in college, I wanted to transfer from 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 Syracuse because I wasn't playing. You know, we were in the we were in the hole. We we're like, man, this sucks. Like, I want to leave. But he's like, hey, step out some more. You know, step out of your house. Come do these different things. So it's kind of wild. But there's just one person in my life that always gets me out of certain situations when it comes to that mental that mental space. Like the eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. You know, that eight out of ten energy captain. And I'm always ten out of ten. So um, that I thank you for that advice. That's you know, I got to give Dan the gift or something like that because yeah. he's really killed it in that way. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think we always have a tendency to focus on what's not working. And sometimes things show up in your life and you they you, you don't expect them, but you learn to say yes and embrace them. So, for example, Cam's in a transition time with football now, but thanks to you, we were able to create this opportunity this morning where he could co-host a show on ABC here in Tampa. We're recording this podcast, and I think we get into a habit of you know, being so um, set on making something work that might not be working at this moment that we ignore the things that are working and that will enhance our lives. And so I think it's important to be open to the things that are kind of meant for you and the things that are going well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just roll the dice, really. I mean, I actually started my own media company l- the last night, essentially. Right? <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Heartwork Media. Um, Whitney helped me get it go- off the ground, essentially, with yeah. the with all the legal stuff and whatnot. But uh, last night, I was something hit me. I was like, man, like I'm about to go on ABC tomorrow. Um, people are starting football. And I'm sorry, can I let the, the, I guess, fans, listeners know? He didn't just go on ABC. He was the co-host of yeah. ABC's Morning Blend, one of our hit shows in Tampa, uh, morning show. So look out, Michael Strahan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the move, just diversifying. But, you know, I felt something last night. Something last night was like, man, everybody's going to camp these days. Like, I'm seeing on Instagram, social media, like everybody's going to camp. I was like, well, I'm going to camp too, right? Media camp, essentially. And, you know, football's going to come when it comes, right? When you said you can't force anything, that's not happening right now. But I was like, okay, this is an opportunity. Um, I need to really dive into this media thing. And I've been sitting on the edge of the pool since we started the company, which is like in April or something like that. And finally last night I was like, okay, let me just dive in, you know? And, um, that, that was big for me, like that leap. And I kind of got this rush last night. I was like, oh man, I started the company. Like I didn't really tell anybody. I just did it. I went and did it. And, um, you know, it was a great feeling and how things are transpiring today with you and your story. Like, I'm like, wow, this, this, like, this is meant, you know what I mean? This is meant to be. Yeah. 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 And Cam, you and I were talking about just the difference between where you were between year three and four of the NFL in the off season and where you are now between year four and five and the difference a year can make. And instead of focusing on closed doors, you saw what doors were opening and took advantage of those. And now you have all these different verticals built out of your life and you can go in any number of directions. And I know the three of us were talking about, you know, a particular um, football player who, you know, had played almost a decade and didn't know what they were going to do kind of at the next stage and was kind of in, you know, feeling down and in that transition phase. And I said to Cam, you know, you've played four years and look at all the stuff you've done. He's played almost 10 and hasn't, you know, really done anything. So it's not necessarily the number of years. It's, it's what you do with what you've been given. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I like to add one thing to that, Cam, because I 
commend you 100% for everything that you're doing. But you know what? It really goes down to forming a solid team. And let's be real. I come from the background of sports, too, and representing and working with a lot of black athletes. A lot of times, a lot of our athletes tend to lean on their cousins, their friends that they've grown up with. You have to step outside of that circle. And you're a prime example. I'm not saying leave them behind. LeBron James is the best one yet. Guess what he's done? He took his Fab Five and his team and his boys, and he let the white corporate guys educate them and train them. Mm -hmm. So bring empower your people. If you want your cousins and your friends and and your circle, if you want them to stay close and tight, well, bring in the team, bring in the Whitney's, bring in the Carolyn's, the other experts in different fields. And number one, empower yourself like you're doing, Cam. You start building a solid team and then you do that same thing. If you want to keep your family or friends involved, well, then you need to invest into getting them educated in the places that you want to go. You see it too many times where these different businesses and investments that athletes make and foundations and it's about building a solid team and any anywhere you are in life. Same thing with you, Whitney. You know, you help elevate what I'm doing. I, you know, contribute to your success and you know we just continue to help each other and build solid teams and it's it makes a huge difference yeah and it's funny you say that because i feel like anytime i want to build a team it'll consist of pretty much women <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's okay we get we get it done Cam. Yeah. oh no i know that and, you know coming from a, a single parent home right like my mom my grandma you know i spent most of my time with them and my dad i always say is my dad is awesome he just retired a shout out to pops he, he's moving on from 35 years of work but um my mom my grandma they always get things done right when it came to college my mom helped me get my scholarships right she would be in those stands when it's raining when it's when it's humid and hot in Atlanta videotaping my game she has no idea about football right like she has no idea about these things but she helped me produce my highlight tape on the computer send them out to 50 schools but these are things that you know that you and Whitney are getting done for me as well and I wouldn't mind having a team of rock star women just, you know, continuing to push push things forward. And, and it's funny that you say that because um, I just came from California and a lot of my family is out there. So cousins, friends. And my cousin was like, man, like I didn't really see, like I stayed in the same house. And he's like, I didn't really see you like that. I'm like, man, I got to get it. You know what I mean? I have to branch out and step out of this this comfort zone, especially if our lanes are different. And I have to I have to grow in, in different areas and, and build this team, essentially. So it's it's funny you say that, but that is common. And I know you're a champion, a champion for women and wanting to get out of positions that they're in. I want to be a champion for athletes and especially male, black male athletes who who go back to their cousins and, and don't step out of that zone. So I want to be a champion in that way. And, and for women as well, because women don't get the praise that, that you deserve really. And I was speaking to somebody today at ABC and she was saying, yeah, I face discrimination in the workplace, you know, when it comes to uh, pay and whatnot. And, you know, I, I do five times better as men do. And, you know, Whitney, you tell me that all the time, but uh, I want to be a champion in that way and do the best I can to elevate, elevate these things. Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side, Cam is one of the reasons I'm pushing myself to try and become an NFL agent, just because when you care so much about someone and you want the best and Cam has an amazing team of people around him on the football side. And, you know, um, he's he's assembled a a team of champions. But just watching a transition time, I realized, is there, I always ask myself, is there anything I could be doing to help? And when I realized this was a possibility, you know, I would literally lay on train tracks in front of, um, you know, any (laughs) NFL headquarters to do what I needed to do to make sure I could get in there and help Cam get a contract. And so I think that will and that hunger and that, um, you know, caring approach, it just... 
um, it's it's unmatched. I don't know. I th- feel like there's something about women where it's um, you know it's it's not business. It's it's like family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like a mother. I call it a corporate mom. I feel yeah. like a motherly vibe, right? Like when it is crazy. a corporate mom that can't cook, though, right? Uh, <laughs> no but I can Uber eat, so yeah, you yeah. all hope we have a lot of resources these days. We go, Kim and I go out to eat a lot. <laughs> you know what we do? We do, and it's all good. It's all good. But you know, you know how to get things done, and I really appreciate you all for that, especially you, Carolyn, for the ABC move and just now in life, right? Like, like you said, those friends that help you in times when you need them the most, like yeah. this is one of those times where I was like, man, like I, I'm excited for this. I thought this was a game day. Like I told my girlfriend, like, oh, this is game day today. You oh, know, cool. like I'm getting ready. Like guys are getting ready to go to camp. I'm getting ready to go to ABC yeah. and live out these dreams. So I well, just the irony I keep going back to because I really hope that your fans and listeners really do take you as as you know to look up to. You know, guys, I I looked on the news this morning. I was like, oh wow, first day of training camp. And I really hit me. I was like, man, this is crazy for Cam. Like, this is probably hitting you kind of hard. But again, guys, you have the two roads. What is Cam doing? He's waking up. You know, that sucks. And that's hard. And you're going, he literally, for people listening, the ABC News station that he was on this morning was directly across from Raymond James. And you're looking at the Buck Stadium as you walk in the news door. So that, that's a hard pill to swallow. And you got to keep you know, just being, keep pushing forward and you're an inspiration and motivation to, to so many people. And it's even everything I'm doing in my life. I mean, now having the two boys and launching a second business and being a good wife and trying to keep up with my health and, and fitness. Um, it's when I get around people like you and Whitney, you know, that kind of stuff pushes me again. It's like, wow, you know what? I think I have hard times, you know, just trying to balance it all. Then I look at someone like you that's in a tough place and then it gives me motivation again to keep pushing forward and keep sharing my story and motivating and just knowing too, Whitney, you know, the things that that you've overcome and how you're just such a positive light for so many people. So I think hopefully the listeners that do continue to listen to you guys really see that, you know, there's, there's so many options out there and it's just a matter of working hard and being persistent and going towards your dreams. And I think you can't compare your transition time to someone else's highlight reel. So, you know, Cam is doing all the right things to build out the happiest possible life for himself and a fulfilling life and a whole future. And his path may work out in a different time frame than other people, but you could see someone who looks like they're driving in a nice car and just signed a new deal and their life could be shattered and you you have no idea you don't know what's going on in someone's personal life and if they're actually happy so you just have to have faith in the path that you're following and know that you're doing things authentically for yourself and you really can't compare because no one has dealt four aces in life and those people you see on social media going to camp you have no idea what's going on with them and you might be way better off and not know it at the time yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think it's also being authentic too, right? Be treating people well because you you never know what people are going through, and the person next to you. That's why sometimes like people get road rage and they give me the middle finger. Sometimes it doesn't happen often, <laughs> but laugh. It, yeah, yeah, it happened twice. But sometimes you got to laugh because you never know what they were going through. And there's this guy in California, and he's with his wife, and he gave me the big middle finger like twice. I'm like, man, like there's some things I could do really like to to set this off. But I was like, okay, he's going through some things I'm not sure um, yeah. I'm going through things with football and all that so let me just chill let me you know bless him as he moves on yeah. and, and continue my path because you just never know no and you never know too you see all these news stories they pull out guns these days so I don't mess with no one. Oh no especially <laughs> not in Florida yeah, yeah. Exactly. and I think this is like you know this this group of people is just sort of this amazing evolution because Cam's in a transition time now you had one five years ago 
why don't you tell everyone, um, you know, where Seven has gone, what you guys are doing, and then talk mm-hmm. a little bit about this new company that you've launched because in every area of your life, I mean, it just looks like such major success and it's great for us to see someone who's, you know, been able to pull themselves out of that and all that's going on now. Yeah, thank you. So kind of um, just, I guess, a highlight of um, seven, we grew, we have grown now over the last seven years. We started mainly working with other um, professional athletes and entertainers, um, building their brand through PR strategy. So getting them on TV, radio, magazines, publications, speaking engagements, um, endorsement deals. So that has transitioned into now representing um, still sports entertainment, but um, CEOs of anywhere from small to mid-sized companies to national corporations that do over fifty million a year, um, wow. as well as um, social media agency stuff. Um, so building my team, continuing to build that at seven, and through those years working with amazing talent like you and Cam, um, we have formed relationships with some of the big publishing houses. I won't mention them; they're in New York City, and uh, through that. I have watched that process and what it's like signing with these big publishers. And again, going back to having a big heart um, and really, truly caring about my clients and who I work with. um, I got so sick of watching so many of my, a lot of high profile celebrity clients. You know, Cam, you're an athlete. People think that you have millions and millions of dollars in the bank, right? Sometimes it's really not the case. And these, these big agencies going after, especially high profile individuals and, um, you know, promising you all this and publishing deals. And then you walk away with you sell five to 10,000 copies and you literally get maybe a thousand bucks um, <laughs> royalties coming back. And so because then they say all these other costs had to get backed out from marketing and um, your royalties with these bigger publishing houses can sometimes be under 20%. And so um, through that, I said, you know, what is one of the other dream things that we all have a, a dream of doing? I think everybody really would love. And a lot of people, pretty much, we all have a book in us. Um, and so congrats to Whitney. I don't know. Hey. Um, oh, that thanks. might be in the near future, a book deal Yeah, with yeah, you. we've already talked about okay, it plenty on the podcast. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, we've talked about it a bunch. I'm on chapter so, four. Chapter four okay, well. good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's like so, uh, the fans have been uh, going through the experience. It's yeah. like live breaking Okay, news. good. So, um, and believe me, I would have signed Whitney. I was heartbroken when she said that I hadn't announced this yet. But um, so with that, there's new and, and, you know, listeners can do a little bit more research, but a lot of company um, agencies are coming up with hybrid publishing companies where there is an upfront cost, but it's um, you end up getting more of like 60% of your royalties. Oh, wow. So, you know, there is a fee to get started, but we help you um, write the book. We have ghost writers that will come in and literally get the book out of you in three days and have the book completed in less than 12 weeks. Oh, man. Um, and then from there, our skill set is we have um, a great track record. And when I was working with all these big publishing companies, um, getting the strategy down how to become an Amazon bestseller. And a lot of those tactics, um, including media tours, book signing tours. So having done that successfully for the last few years with with handful of clients, um, we now are launching Power Press Publishing. Um, Kristen nice. Rumberger and myself, um, she is my partner in it. And um, so we have full service publishing agency from start to finish. And um, it's very exciting. We're launching that. It will be pretty much full fully launched by September 1st, and uh, we'll continue to work with a lot of high-profile clientele and um, help get their stories out, get their message, hopefully uh, your story one day, Cam. Yeah, yeah. And um, so um, 
Yeah. And I think Whitney, you say it best. It's really, it's for anyone out there that's like, oh, I really want to write a book. Start doing your research. There's so much free information out there on how to write a book. Get a book outline done. Start brainstorming what, you know, some of the key things as a publisher that we say is, why why is someone going to buy this book? What is this book going to do for them? How is it going to help them? And so as you start to kind of look at those questions, and those kind of things are are out there on a lot of publishers come websites on tips to how to start a book. But I would encourage anyone, you know, if you if you don't have the money right now to invest, at least get started. If anything, it's good therapy too. And it's great to start getting that because maybe even some of your book can be something that you can go and help. If you have any coaches or athletes listening right now, it's something from there as you start to craft your story that you can go and speak, speak to your former college, speak to your, you know, athletes. And, and some of that stuff can be, you know, paid speaking engagements. So yeah. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at with the company. Thank you. So exciting doing yeah. some really big things. And then what tips do you have maybe for someone who is out there listening, who can't quite yet afford to hire you or afford to hire a big agency? What what can people be doing kind of in their own daily life to help build their brand and get the word out about what they're doing? Yeah, I would say um, so there, there's two avenues. You have social media, right? And then you have television or media. So television, magazines. If you are an athlete, a coach, a business owner, you all have a story. And so it comes down to anyone in the media, they want somebody that's going to come on and entertain and educate their viewers. So how can you be entertaining and how can you be educational? Um, One example is, um, you know, on on television, we have a national food and travel influencer. She has about uh, half a million followers um, it's at Cheat Day Eats, and she um, she travels and eats all life. these amazing, <laughs> exactly, yeah, so amazing food. So with her, um, she brought us on because now she's got the great followers, endorsement deals, but she wants to get TV and, and uh, national TV and, and magazine coverage. So they like things that are timely and trending in the news. Right. And so what's timely? Football season. So with her, we said um, tastiest tailgate recipes that are guaranteed to make an MVP champion. Right. right. And so we came up with some great tailgate recipes, pitched those to the news station. But if obviously there's a lot of, I think with PR firms and publicists like myself, we actually do consulting. And a lot of us, and whether it's owner of the firm or somebody that's in a senior level, um, you know, rates, some consultants can be anywhere from 150 to four or 500 an hour, but you can learn a lot from us and, you know, to get a lot more into here's how you talk to the media. Here's how you write the producer an email and say, hey, I've got a football team. I'm a former athlete. I want to come on and talk. It's football season. I want to talk about this to kind of help build your brand or start doing this on, on social media and start, I think on social media, Whitney, you're a pro at this, but really you can always put out inspirational, educational, and entertaining post, and I think that that's a big way. If you're looking to build a brand, your brand or your business, just be consistent and put a lot of great photos and content. But always kind of remember those three things: that you want to be educational, you want to be entertaining, and you want to help people. And you know, maybe that's giving great advice. But I think those are things to focus on. 
Yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that advice. I'm going to take it in for myself as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be afraid to post. Whitney always tells me there's no there's no time, like, there's no, any time is great to post. Yeah, right? there's yeah. no such thing right. as perfection. When people yeah. sit and wait for the perfect time or the perfect post to put out, what is perfection? Who defines that? People are just looking to be entertained and enriched when they're scrolling through their social media feed and they just want you to be able to do that for them. They're not looking and saying, oh, this should have gone out at a different time or it's missing X, Y, Z, you know they're entertained by it and and they're not looking at what's missing the way that you might be and so it's better just to put it out and you know uh, go for it and have it out there and all of that helps build your brand instead of waiting for the perfect time or the perfect type of content because then you miss out yeah 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 and and caroline i know you have to get to your kids pretty soon uh the two beautiful ones Uh, i just want to let you know that uh i really appreciate you for for today and um, it was it was probably the best part of coming back to Tampa Bay. Really, the best part of the oh, week, okay. uh, to be honest. Like, if a football team calls, that would be awesome. But like <laughs> meeting you was awesome because it puts things in perspective now, and um, you've helped me a lot through this through this process. So um, you've affected one person, that one person is me. So I really, I mean, you diving deep into your story. I mean that that was you know purely awesome, and I, I want to thank you for that. So oh, thank you, I yes. appreciate for the kind words. I mm-hmm. love having now you as a new positive friend and partner in my life and Whitney I I appreciate everything that you do for us and so many and I just hope that all the listeners out there are enjoying I think you know um, you never know who who you're going to cross paths with and you can't just listen to something like this and forget it try to implement and take some great tips from from the podcast and implement them in your life and reach out to others and help them and that's what it's about you just comes full circle just keep giving back and helping each other through our journey. Yeah, Team Tampa is growing, and I'm so grateful you came into my life. And when I met you, everything you have done is just so selfless and from the heart. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people lead with that approach, and it's what makes you such a special person despite everything that you've gone through. And I know not only has your story touched me, but everyone who's listening today, I know that um, they're going to be so affected by your story. So I just so appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty and your bravery. I mean, you are really life goals, and, you know, you've practiced the attitude of gratitude. And I think that's such an important, important lesson in life. And, um, you know, I I just know that you're going to be able to affect so many lives through telling your story. So I was just deep, deeply grateful from the bottom of my heart for your willingness to to open up and let people know what's going on. Hopefully it will inspire others to do the same and to see that you can have a light at the end of the tunnel and so much of a better life if you're brave enough to make that leap of faith. Thank you. Yeah, you need a documentary or like a book or something. I mean, I'll wait for something like on Netflix, you know what I mean? It's pretty soon. But yeah, no, thank you, Miss uh, Carolyn Smith-Jones for coming on to the Energy Captain's Podcast. Thank you. Yeah. It's been fun.